Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music and lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out. Where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right. Sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric. Cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top. Up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Thursday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. More of your phone calls. We might have to change our poll question. It feels like we're leading the jury there, McLovin, with that poll question. <laughs> because of the wording? Yeah. Is all this nonsense going on in baseball making <laughs> yeah. you less excited for the season? Uh, I was going to ask... Are you going to be less of a baseball fan after that? this? But I guess that all depends on how many games they play or if there's a season. If it's interesting, I'll watch. And by that, I mean, what are the storylines here? I'm not just going to watch a game between the Indians and the Angels just to watch it. If there's something going on, it, you know, a good pitching matchup, uh, you know, Mike Trout's on a, on a hitting streak, uh, Otani is back pitching. Like then, I'm going to be watching these things. But I just don't think you can trot out baseball and go. Well, here it is. It'll be interesting. And I know yesterday when I said that my source was telling me you keep saying this. You know that it's not a, a good baseball season if they come back and play 50 games. He said no, it is because you're going to have more teams 
that are going to be involved in the possibility of playing in the playoffs. And you've expanded the playoffs. Now you may get a team or a couple of teams that sneak in there. Won't be legitimate. You know, with 162 games the norm, and now you have 50 games, but you're going to have excitement that you don't normally have. Because even if you're, you know, one of these, you know, bottom dwellers and you start the season, you know that eventually the teams that spend all the money or have that ability to go out and acquire a player, trade for a player, they're going to eventually, it's rare when you get one of those, you know, underdog stories. It's, it's great when we do, but it's rare when you get it. Because this is a, a, a league, you know, a sport that has no salary cap. You just, you spend. And I think that's the situation that we normally have where you go, we don't have a chance. And, you know, what sport do you start the year knowing you have no chance? Baseball. Because football starts and we go, hey, who knows, man? You know, college football. Hey, you know, we got a chance to, you know, we could go undefeated where one loss, maybe we, we get a chance here. Now, normally you go, there's probably eight schools that have a chance to win a national title, but baseball, how many teams, how many fan bases start the season and go, we got no chance, no no shot here. Yeah, McLevin. So your source says it won't be like a 162-game season. So say the Yankees win the World Series. Is, does this count as their 28th World Series championship? I couldn't care less. And yes, it's going to count as a World Series. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to count it. Or do they? I mean... Didn't Joe Gibbs win a Super Bowl? And it was his first one in 1982. How many games did they play that year? I would guess nine or ten. Yeah. Right? yeah. I, so that's... Okay, that's 65% of the season. This is one-third of the season. I know. What are you going to do? It's like NBA. People are talking about an asterisk with the NBA, and they've played 85% well, that, of the season. It's ridiculous. That's, that's, that's a full season. Yeah, but that's silly. That, I mean, baseball is going to have an asterisk next to it. And they should throw in another S in asterisk here with everything that's gone on with uh, the commissioner. Baseball Players Association. Yes, Paulie. The 82 Redskins were 8-1. and one. They played nine regular season games. Then they won four playoff games and won the Super Bowl. Did anybody say there's an asterisk there? That's 30% more of the season. I know, but nobody put an asterisk there. When the Spurs beat the Knicks, nobody put an asterisk by that. But people call that the worst title team, the worst finals team, the Knicks. I mean, I think they literally were the worst finals team ever. But nobody puts an asterisk by this. Like, after a while, nobody cares. You just move on. Like, we care about the Astros because they cheated. You know, it's funny. The biggest asterisk is the, the two Rockets championship teams. So Jordan was I know. <laughs> <laughs> they, they shouldn't put an asterisk. They should just put the Jordan logo and, you know, the jump man next to the, uh, the Rockets winning the championship. Yeah, McClub. Did the Redskins, wasn't that a scab season too? One yeah. of them was. So they were talking about games with replacement players that counted. So it really wasn't 60% of the season. 87 was yeah. the scab players? Yep. 87 was a strike year with scab players. I think Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Yep. And yeah. those games counted towards the final final marks. Yeah. So that's that should have an asterisk. Nobody. When's the last time somebody brought that up? The Rockets. Like they. No. No one knows. You're right. People just move on with this. Now, if you cheat like the Astros did, then people are always going to bring that up. Because if somebody says, "Oh, the Astros, they won the World Series," you know, well, they cheated. That's always going to be there. That that won't leave. But if everybody else is playing the same number of games then I'm not going to put an asterisk by this. If the Lakers win a title, it's a full title for LeBron James. If the Greek freak wins, 
It's his first NBA title. And they, they're doing it without home court advantage here. But I'm, I'm at the point where I just can't nitpick with all of this. Like, maybe a, a year from now when we look back on who wins championships this year, we might start to, you know, broach that topic. But the way it is now, if you said, hey, they're coming back and playing 60 games, uh, but you can't bring up an asterisk, whoever wins. All right, I'm fine. I'll get through it. I'm Somehow I'll get through this season without going, yeah, but not really a legitimate season. Yeah, McLevin. I think people want to separate MLB because there's always this arrogance with MLB where they, for years, they didn't allow bat flips. Like, we're MLB. We don't have to change with the times. You have to change with us. So I think people are mad at MLB. There's no asterisk by the 1981 Dodgers. How many games did they play? Uh, let's see. They won the World Series. And the teams with the two best overall records in the National League that season, the Cardinals and Reds, didn't make it to the postseason. Uh, I don't know how many games they played, but that was 1981. Nobody brings up this stuff. It's 110 games. Okay, but there's no asterisk. They're trying right. to attach an asterisk to the NBA season. Well, that's silly, but the MLB at 50 is different. It's just so few games. I know. It felt like it feels like baseball's close. It felt like that yesterday. I thought, okay, here it comes. Because my source had said the commissioner is doing his job stalling because he knows once this season, he knows how many games they're going to play and when they're going to start. That's what I was told. That there will be baseball. The question is, when is it going to happen and what's it going to look like? A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Matt in Washington, D.C. Hi, Matt. What do you have for me today? Hey, Dan, how's it going? Good, good. What's on your mind? Good. Um, I'm a lawyer and a political consultant in town, and I thought I'd maybe bring back up an important question you raised as to why Kaepernick's not really speaking publicly about football. Um, if I'm his advisor, I'm telling him not to say a word about football. You know, right now, national sports networks, first take your show, they're talking about him as the activist. They're talking about Black Lives Matter. You know, the minute he comes in and is signed on a team, we're talking about how he fits into a quarterback room, how his game is, things like that. So I'm telling him to be quiet as long as possible. Yeah, but I just need to know if he wants to play. Because if he truly wants to play, I think he has to acknowledge it, uh, that, Matt. Yeah, I think so, too. And, it's, um, and maybe those are happening behind the scenes. But I think the moment he comes out and says, I'm committed to football, I want to play, I'm okay being a backup, you know, now, we're not, now we're not so much talking about his, his stance on important issues. I think that if I'm his consultant, that's what I'm telling you. I'm saying, you don't say anything about football until you sign with the team. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. Matt's a political consultant. Uh, Dean in Florida. Hi, Dean. What do you have for me today? Hello. Uh, I've got some inside information about how Florida State's been able to keep the, the name Seminole, and it comes from a former chief of one of the reservations on the Seminole tribe. Okay. And he told me that he and the tribe's attorney was on a phone call with um, president or athletic director of Florida State, their attorney, and somebody from the NCAA. Now, what's interesting about the Seminole tribe, they never signed a treaty with the U.S. government and never surrendered to them. So in the conversation, the attorney for the tribe said, we want to... We want Florida State to use the Seminole name. They honor our tradition. They teach our tradition. And, sir, I understand the NCAA's thoughts, but we didn't surrender to the U.S. government, signed a treaty with them, and we're not going to back down from the NCA. So we want Florida State to continue to use our name, and that's how it happened. And I'm, and I'm and fine with all of that. Thank you, Dean. As long as the tribes are consulted and they're part of the process here, 
I'm fine with that. I'm just telling you that Native Americans, my feeling is this isn't that important to them in their daily lives. They have other far more important things to be thinking about. I think this is more just our guilt, you know, that we, we want to rectify this. I mean, just look at the logos. You know, the Indians logo, Braves logo. Now, if you want to have something that's beautiful, the Chicago Blackhawks logo is spectacular. And it, and it looks like it's paying tribute to something that is beautiful. Uh, the Indians and the Braves, that looks like somebody is ready to attack you. Uh, let's see, Dak, Dax in Alabama. Hey, Dax. Hey, Dan. 5'11", 220, first time, long time. All right. It's my graduation day, and I just wanted to call in and tell you all thank you so much for this, like, being on the show during COVID because y'all have made, you know, this trialing time a whole lot easier for me back here. And where are you graduating from, Dax? Muscle Shoals High School. Oh, nice. Uh, great point average yeah. is what, Dax? I think it's 3.4. Didn't try hard enough. No, that's good. <laughs> in, in this room, you'd be, well, if I took the front row and me, you'd be the salutatorian here. Uh, where are you going to school? Oh. Uh, probably, uh, Liberty. I thought about going to full cell for a broadcasting degree with you, but for right now I'm going to Liberty. All right. Um, how do I convince you to go to full sail to, uh, take broadcasting sports casting? Oh man. Can I be a Dan Hat for a day? <laughs> <laughs> if you graduate from uh, full sail, I'll make you Dan Ed for a day. Oh, that's that's a deal I might not – I can't pass on. <laughs> uh, hold on. I'm going to get Marvin, get your information. We'll send you uh, some T-shirts there for graduation. And congratulations, Dax. Thank you so much. It right. means a lot. That's uh, Dax in uh, Alabama. 3.4. Man, I'd take that. That would be beneath, though, the back row. Like, you would sort of scoff at 3.4. Like, high school GPA <laughs> was what, McLevin? Like, well, I got like three B's in all high school. I don't know. I also got three B's in yeah. high school. Yeah. And I got a oh. lot of C's Boom. and D's. Oh. I thought we were comparing B's. Uh, Fritzy? Yeah. When I got below a, like a 90 on a test, I took that very personally and got very anxious. What was your GPA? Um, I, I don't know what the exact GPA was, but I know I graduated two in junior high school and high school two in my class, my graduating class. Salutatorian for both. So you're probably 3.89? Something in that. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Pauline. Graduated with a 2.19 GPA. Right. I was ranked 370 out of 300. But I'm going to round up and give you a 2.2. Thank you. All right. Uh, Seton O'Connor, grade point average in high school? I didn't even know it was in numbers. <laughs> like, what do you mean, like a 2.4? I'm like, what does that even mean? Is it an A or a B? That's a C. I don't know. I got the diploma, though. My yeah. mom's got it somewhere, so I'm good. Congratulations. Yeah. I think I was, I, th I think I picked up my game in my senior year. That's the opposite of most people. Well, as my mom said, uh, if you want to go to college, you're going to have to pick up your grade point. So I, th I think I, I pumped it up to uh, overall like a 2.7 maybe, 2.6, 2.7. But then, of course, I went out and I smoked the ACT. I got a 14 the first time I took the ACT. I killed it. I had people taking it with me, and they go, what'd you get? And I go, 14. They started laughing. They go, no, what'd you get? And I go, 
I got a 14. What'd you get? And they go, uh, I got a 28. Uh, I got a 32. And I go, did we take the same test? Did they grade this the same? Did they cut mine in half? And then I go, I'm going to take it again. Well, I was told I needed to take it again. And then I got an 18. And I said, can I get into college with an 18? And then I was told, yeah, you can get in there. Yeah, Paul. I've got the ACT score range, and I don't think you want to look at it. Oh, my kids think it's the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, they, they might be right. Like, like <laughs> if, if I say something and I'm proud of myself because I'm sounding intelligent, and then my son will eventually say, yeah, but didn't you get a 14 on the ACT? And I said, yeah, but look at where I am today. It's really funny now, <laughs> although it wasn't funny back then. <laughs> Because my mom would be like, you got to apply yourself. But do you respect yourself for not cheating on the ACT? I have lots of bros I went to. I didn't know I could cheat. Oh. Yeah. I, not that I would have because I, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't care. So one that I sort of prepared for by getting a good night's sleep. The next one I didn't prepare for and then I did better. But uh, no, I do look back and go, golly, I wasted all that time. And I didn't care because I knew what I wanted to do. I had no plan B at all. It was like, if I don't do this, I don't know what I'm doing. But thankfully, I'm doing this. Dr. Fauci will join us. Fauci, he was known in high school. The big shot, Fauci, played high school basketball. I don't know, was he, was he a Bob Cousy-like? I'm, I'm curious what the uh, comp is for Dr. Fauci. Who plays the game the way he played the game? Dr. F. <laughs> Uh, we'll talk to Dr. Fauci coming up here next. It's uh, 16 after the hour. This is the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Mercedes AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. The all-new GT four-door coupe. Life is a race. Visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews from the Mercedes AMG Man Cave, go to the Dan Patrick Show app. Watch and listen from inside the Mercedes AMG Man Cave. Mercedes AMG driving performance. Big treat coming up in about 20 minutes from now. It'll be uh, Mario against Tyler, the moderator. They have a big golf match. I don't know where their, their beef started out. These are backroom guys. Tyler moderates the chat room. I don't know what Mario does except for shoot air balls in uh, basketball games. But oh. uh, they have a uh, nine-hole match that we're going to cover. We're going to take our camera guys out there, and uh, we'll have that for you. A shower of shame is attached to this tomorrow. But uh, coming up in about 20 minutes, and heckling is allowed, encouraged. Closest to the pin on the simulator gets to decide if they tee off first or second today. But uh, we'll have that for you coming up. I just unveiled the new Callaway Maverick irons and uh, putters. Man, it's good stuff there. I wish I, I was better at golfing because these clubs are so good. Like, I feel like I'm letting the clubs down when I don't play that well. But... Uh, I can't blame it on the clubs. Yes, Paulie? But isn't golf the one sport? I mean, I know all football players try to get better. Basketball tries, players try to get better. But it's the one sport where you never walk in in the morning going, oh, I'm all set. I got this thing. You know, it seems like the one sport where you could be horrible on any given day. Like, usually um, Aaron Rodgers isn't horrible. He doesn't go, like, three for 37 in a game. Well, shooting. Basketball shooting. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That can happen. But with golf... You can have it one day, and you can pick up the club the next day, and it's as if you are picking it up for the first time. Like, what just happened? That happened to me a couple of days ago. I went from, man, I'm killing it, to the next day I went, what happened? I, f I forgot what I forgot how to play. Uh, Seton, did you have a new TV show 
that you were talking about that I'm uh, supposed to know about? Oh yeah, it's it's. Uh, I started watching a show um, last night called Alone, and it's like uh, these. They take these ten survival experts and drop them off in uh, drop them off near the Arctic Circle yeah. in September. And they each get to take, I think it's 10 items or something like that. And it's sort of like last person standing gets to win. But they're all, they're alone. So they're all spread out. Nobody is like, you, you don't have pairs or anything like that. Or it's not a group of 10 people. It's 10 individual people that are spread out over this like 11,000 square foot lake or something like that. So they don't have any contact with each other. And then, uh, so you have all of these experts though. Like some of these people, they do it. I'll give one quick spoiler. Um, but it happens real quick. There's this one guy from Texas, right? And he's like, he's pretty confident in his ability. He's like, I teach survival for a living. I've done this for 30 years. I could survive in anything. And he's talking about hunting because he has a, a bow and arrow with him. Mm. And he's got this camera equipment strapped to him and stuff. And he's walking and he's just like, I'm going to plug one of these things. I'm going to be eating good and bang, falls, breaks his leg. All right, you're out. Like, oh my God, dude, what? <laughs> and he was like, he was like, man, I'm lucky I don't cry because I'd be crying right now, but I can't believe I'm going out like this. You're like, dude, holy moly. It's wild. It's hardcore. What's the other one, alone and naked? Yeah, that's a different one. That's stupid. Yeah, that's not the one I'm talking about. Like, you chose to be alone and naked. <laughs> and you don't need the naked. Like, why did they do the naked? I don't understand that. Like we're really gonna like set you back uh, what thousand years here, and you're gonna be naked and alone. Stupid. Yeah, Paul. So, see, with this show, they could bring ten things. What what kind of things are they bringing? Like they're not bringing like ten sandwiches. You have to bring like uh, like a Leatherman knife or yeah, you would bring uh, I don't know like a bow and arrow, a knife. Some one guy brought a, a net to catch fish because he's gonna be around a lake. They bring you know things like that, a sleeping bag, a a tarp to help make a shelter if you want. One guy, he didn't bring a, uh, you know, there's like a thing called like a ferro rod where it helps you make um, fire, make sparks yeah. so you can make a fire. Yeah. The guy was just like, I'm good. I can make fire in any condition. So I'm just going to use one of those bow <laughs> drills. Yeah. And it took him like six days to get the first fire lit because he's just like, the wind just keeps changing. I can't go. It's getting all frustrated. And he's like, man, I hope I don't regret this. And it's pretty wild. Alone. No pun intended. Alone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. It's good. It gets a little graphic in some of the hunting scenes. Yes, Paul. I, I learned years ago. I took one of those orienteering things when you're a kid, where you learn about stuff like that. And the only thing I remember was, you know, you have a tent and you have like the the tarp of the tent or the base of the tent. You have a little mat. If you put that between four trees and and put it up there and put a hole in the middle and put a bucket underneath, it'll catch the morning dew oh, yeah. and it'll drip yeah. down in the bucket. So at least you'll have like a couple cups of water. My wife wants to go camping. Oh God. I know. Oh, what do you mean? Oh God, dude, go do it. It's awesome. But I said I would do the RV camping, but she yeah. wants to go camping, like camping, tent camping. Yeah, yeah. And she said, "How about we spend a day walking the uh, uh, Appalachian Trail?" Yeah, Ooh. a a day and a night walking the Appalachian Trail. And I said, but if we walk it, then how do we get back to where we were? And she said, well, we can walk back. I said, no, that now it's two days. Now I've already seen all this stuff. Oh, I remember that yeah. fallen tree. And she said, look, when you quit th this job, can we do the Appalachian Trail? Is this why you're going to stay working? Yes. Here? <laughs> I'm trying to hold off as long as I can. But she has it in her. You start in Georgia yeah. and I walk to Maine. Or the other way around. 
Either way, it doesn't sound like fun. And you know what's great is that along those routes, you run into other people who have been like, I've been on here for three months. <laughs> yeah, hey, Cork, my name's Corkscrew. And you're like, hey, man, what's up? Corkscrew. Yeah, me and my daughter have been walking this. We started in April. Yeah, all right. Yeah, there's a lean-to right up here. We're going to go sleep why, in. Why do you sound like Wild Bill? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. Our former cameraman, hey, the late Wild Bill. Yeah. God, did he have some funny things to say. That's a fellow you could run into on the Appalachian yeah. Trail. Yeah, yeah, Paulie. See, I think you're looking at this wrong. If you do it now, you can grab a couple of the back room guys and use them as Sherpas. They can carry all your stuff, roll out your tents, run them into town to get you a sandwich. Yeah. You got a, you got a bunch of guys here who could work for you when you do the trail. I know, but it's... I said I would I would try to do the Appalachian Trail only if every couple of days that we could stay in a regular hotel. I don't think that's the... I don't think that's the, the gist of it. Well, I'm still the walking the trail. It. No, I'm walking the trail, but it, it's walking the Appalachian Trail. Oh, okay. It's not sleeping the Appalachian Trail. Yeah. <laughs> so that that that's the uh, technicality that we have there. Uh, yes, Fritzy. Um, Dr. Fauci is on the line and ready to roll with you. Oh, all righty. Well, uh, let me give the official introduction here. Dr. Anthony Fauci, head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, and uh, kind enough to join us. Uh, Doc, uh, can we start with the official height and weight? <laughs> First of all, I agree with you. I love walking on trails, but not sleeping on trails. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm actually, I was 5'7 until I started to drink. I'm 5'6. I'm 149 pounds. All right. Who plays basketball the way you played basketball in high school? Give us a comparison here. You know, there isn't any. And that's the thing that, you know, I was commiserating with some of the people who now that I'm, I'm pretty visible who've were ball players and talking about the style of, of thing back then was really a long time ago was the two handed set shot. Yeah. A lot of fast breaks, a lot of driving and picks when the two handed set shot went out of style and everything was stop and jump. Then if you didn't have the height to jump over somebody, <laughs> you were in serious trouble. That's when I decided I wanted to be a, a physician and a scientist. I always found out and I always say that I was a very fast good shooting point guard that was 5'7". And when a very fast, good shooting point guard <laughs> is 5'7", goes against a very fast, good shooting point guard who's 6'3", it's over. <laughs> um, when's the last time you spoke to a commissioner? Just, uh, you know, it must have been a couple of days ago uh, because obviously there's a lot of interest. Uh, and, and I was impressed with the sincerity of people of trying to get the sport back and do it in a way that's safe for the players. But also, when you think about can you or can you not get uh, uh, spectators in the sense of people in the audience, how do you do that safely? It's not going to be easy, you know, particularly depending on the sport that you're talking about. But I was impressed by the leadership of the leagues being sincerely interested in making sure that people are safe at the same time they get their sport going. What's your biggest concern right now with, with what's going on with the respective sports and how they are playing or how they're preparing to play? Well, you know, if, if you create, Dan, these, these bubbles that people are talking about where you essentially test all the players, essentially sequester them, isolate them, make sure that people who come into contact with them are, are clearly following the strictest rules – 
you can do a sport, be it a non-contact, mostly non-contact sport like baseball, which has some contact, but not a lot, versus a very contact sport like football, that you can do it, but you likely would have to be doing it in a way where it essentially gets televised. I have found, uh, which was interesting, that many of the players um, really are balking at the idea about being completely sequestered, understandably so, from their families for a period of time. Because once you get a player that's infected, even though as a young, healthy person, it might not be of any you know, major impact to that person, there's still a danger that some young people we're starting to see now are having serious consequences. So you gotta protect the health of the player. When you get one player infected and you're in a contact sport, then you really have to have the decision, what do you do now with the people who come in contact with them? And that's the real question because under non-sport circumstances, what you would do is that when you get those people and you would essentially quarantine or sequester them for a certain number of days, the trouble is in the sport, if you do that, you're going to quickly fall apart once a couple of people yeah. get, because you, know, you get half the team is going to. So you got to figure out a way how you can keep the game going without sacrificing or risking the health of the players. Would that mean following them carefully and testing them every day when a person becomes positive, pull them out? You know, I don't know quite yet how that's going to work out. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy. Is the NFL naively optimistic here, Doc? You know, I don't want to call them naive uh, because I think they're working hard on trying to get something to work. Um, I know that they're trying their best to be cautiously optimistic. Uh, again, you have to weigh what you're talking about. Are you talking about getting a sport going that can be observed even in a situation where a lot of parts of the country are being restricted in their physical contact. Namely, you're not going to have people sitting in the stands close to each other, sneezing and coughing on each other. That's going to be a problem. If you can get away with either televised completely or a very serious social distancing, where you limit severely the number of people that come into a stadium or an arena or a basketball arena. I'm just, you know, I, I look at it and I know that the NFL, it, it feels like it's full speed ahead. Like, hey, nothing's going to stand in our way. You know, college football, it feels the same way. I, I wonder if the better approach is, what if we shorten these seasons? What if we started, you know, can we avoid winter? I, I don't know where you stand on that, but your thoughts on can we have an abbreviated season and does that make more sense? You know, it, it does, Dan, and there's been some serious discussions about that. In fact, I was just asked about that no longer than two days ago. And the question that was asked, obviously, if the standpoint of a respiratory illness gets more intense as you get into the fall and the winter, could you have a baseball season where the so-called World Series or playoffs don't go past the mid-September? Yeah. So you have a truncated season. You go July, August, get your games in, have a pennant series, and you're done. Rather than do what we do, we are into late October for the last game of the series. 
which is right in the middle of the, not the middle, but the beginning of not only the influenza season, but if you're going to get a second wave, which I hope we don't get a second wave in the winter, and we do something to prevent that, you still increase the risk. So the idea about creatively manipulating the, the time frame of the season is something that should be considered. I don't, Dan, have a, of, a, of an answer to it. If it was an easy answer, the smart people who run the leagues could have figured that out a long time ago. It's got to really be seriously considered the pros and the cons. Are pro athletes less at risk? They are not less at risk of getting infected as young, healthy people. And you look at the history now, and we got a lot of history now. You know, we have 2 million cases in this country and over 220,000 deaths. When you look at that, although there are exceptions and young people for no other reason have gotten seriously ill and died from this, for the most part, young, healthy people do very well. They, they do. Uh, some get sick enough to keep them in bed for a week or two or more. Others get mild symptoms just for a short period of time. But when you compare, I mean, for an example, the risk of a healthy, young football, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer player of getting into trouble compared to me at my age with some comorbidity conditions dramatically different. I am at much, much, much more of a higher risk than a 25-year-old or a 24-year-old athlete. Not zero risk for that person. It's, it's less. It's certainly risk of getting infected because it, it, there's no, it's, it's equal opportunity in getting infected. It's how sick you get. And I think, Dan, that's one of the, one of the confusing aspects of this disease and why people say, why are some people getting so excited about it and why are people not even caring about it? Is that's the only infection that I've ever dealt with and I've been doing this for now over 40 years where you get some people that get infected and 20 to 40 to 50% don't even know they're infected, they have no symptoms. Then you get some that get mild symptoms, they feel a little achy, but nothing big deal. Then others feel sick enough to stay, go to bed Others are in bed for two to three weeks. Some require hospitalization, some require intensive care, and then some die. So, I mean, when you have such a broad spectrum, it gets confusing about how seriously you should take it. I think the entire population, Dan, needs to take it seriously because we're all in it together. So even though as a young, healthy person might be minimally impacted, from a physical standpoint, that person can easily continue to propagate the outbreak in the country by spreading it to someone who spreads it to someone who then spreads it to a vulnerable person. Your grandmother, my, my uh, uncle who's got a condition that's bad, and then all of a sudden you get into trouble. So you have to have a responsibility not only to yourself because you want to preserve your own health, but the fact that you're a part of a community, and as part of the community, if you don't care about getting infected, you should care about the possibility that you're spreading it to somebody else. And that propagates the outbreak that we're all trying to stop. How surprised are you that you haven't gotten it? 
You know, I'm not surprised because, first of all, I deal in the White House virtually every day. So you don't walk into the White House unless you're negative, so that everybody in the White House is negative. So the only time you're going to see me outside of where I am now is in a building with maybe can, can hold a few thousand people. There are five people in the building. And I have me and my tech guy who's clearly 10 feet away who's allowing us to do this. When I go home, whenever I'm outside, I wear a mask all the time. Uh, I'm in my house. My wife is negative. She, I mean, she's not infected, obviously, because she's been with me for so long. And that's it. My life is very limited, Dan. I'm in here doing my job, trying to develop a vaccine and drugs. I'm spending time at the White House trying to get the public health policy right. And I see quest of myself. So I'm not surprised that I'm not infected. But if I were out there in the bars or, you know, making out there's nothing wrong, I, I would be at a high risk of getting into trouble. Forget sports here for a moment, if you will, doctor. Uh, would you send your child to school this fall? Good question, Dan. And, and I'm glad you asked it in that way, because you've got to determine where in the United States you are and what the dynamics of the infection are in the state, city, town, county where you're at. We tend to think of the United States unidimensionally when you say, would you send your child to school? Well, if I were in a county where there were virtually no infections and there was not a lot of issue, I would have no trouble sending my child to school. If I were in a place that was having still really active increases in infections, I would be very concerned. If I were in a place that was intermediate where there were infections, but they were reasonably well controlled, a lot of the schools in a creative way allow kids to come back. Here's some options that not only have been discussed, but I think are gonna be implemented. Change the schedule, the way we were talking about the sports. Have some kids come in on Monday morning, clean up the place, have a other group come in on Monday afternoon, or alternate days, all day Monday, clean up on Tuesday, all day Wednesday, clean up on Thursday, that kind of thing. Or you can have classrooms that instead of those desks that are right near each other, you can separate it by the amount. Have kids wear masks in school. Maybe have some of the classes outside. When you have children with underlying conditions like diabetes or a heart condition, make sure they have the capability of doing a virtual class online. These are all creative ways. But again, it gets back to where you are. Are you in an area with a lot of infections or are you in an area with very few infections? You work with Ronald Reagan, George H., Bill Clinton, George W., Barack Obama, now Donald Trump. If you could sit down and have a beer socially with any of those. <laughs> you know, they all have different approaches. Um, I got to know some better than others. Um, I, you know, they, 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 I would say I wouldn't mind having a beer with all of them. <laughs> but no <laughs> politics, though. No, no. How many of you had a beer with? Um, you know, I, I would say I had a beer where they didn't because <laughs> the person that I that I um that I spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time with, 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 with several of them, not so much with Reagan, uh, but clearly with George H.W. Bush. Um, 
with uh, with George W. Bush, with Clinton, with Obama. But the, the opportunity that I've had to have meals and dinner were, were really with the Bushes. Uh, uh, I've, I've had dinners with um, uh, at the White House and, and when he was vice president with George H.W. Bush. I like George H. He's one of the finest human beings you'll ever want to meet. Uh, um, George W. Bush, also a great guy. Uh, he doesn't drink, as you know, so I'd drink beer and he'd you know, have a non-alcoholic <laughs> beer at a dinner. But George H.W. Bush, um, I mean, a real, a real fine, fine, fine gentleman. Can you, they, all, they all have their good points. Can uh, you say this publicly just so I can uh, play it for my wife, that drinking beer is, uh, is okay for you? Like, if you say yeah. it's okay, then I'm, I'm good. I will tell your wife that it's okay for you, Dan. Go for it. How many, though, Doc? Is, is it just yeah. one? Yeah. You know, you got to be careful. No, no, you, you've really got to be careful because there is – you know, a certain amount of drinks that they say for a man versus a woman, a woman can tolerate less than a man. I mean, tolerate from the standpoint of health. I'm not talking about holding your liquor as it were. Um, <laughs> you know, you should, you should not, you should not have more, you know, than, 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 you know, seven drinks. Uh, you shouldn't binge drink. You should have no more than, than one or two beers. I mean, when you start going to three, four, five, then you're talking about binging and that's bad. But, you know, a beer, a beer once a day uh, in the evening, a glass of wine is, not, is, is fine. Uh, I hope you're well. And thank you for uh, all that you've been doing, doctor. And uh, thank you for being available for people to be able to ask you questions. It's, uh, it's a great public service, and uh, we appreciate your time. Well, thank you for giving me the opportunity. I appreciate it myself. That's Dr. Fauci. We'll take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey guys, it's Steve Covino from Covino and Rich here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with the new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. When you buy a Toyota truck... You buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out the amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Today marks the 99th consecutive day without a game in the four major pro sports in North America. The last time there was a drought this long, 1918, when there were 100 days without a game. That was because the baseball season was uh, moved up due to World War I. NHL season started in December, and the NBA and NFL did not exist. So, uncharted territory here. Uh, this Day in Sports History, Pauling, what do you have for me? Today? I actually have a This Day in Sports movie history, Dan. June 15th, so it's this week in sports history. 1988, this baseball movie was released, Bull Durham. Mm. It made $51 million in the theaters, which... At the time, was huge. Yeah, it's a lot. Because uh, Costner did not, and the rest of them did not make that much money to be in the movie. So, fifty was a huge success. Susan Sarandon just turned seventy-three. No, I think so. She's a beautiful woman. When we saw her in person doing the movie, and I went, "She looks spectacular." When we co-starred with her, I did. <laughs> I might have co-starred. It's funny. I thought we all had just about. Similar screen time, but <laughs> how many lines featured did you extra? Have? Featured extra. Yeah, yeah. That was our best credit to date. <laughs> featured extra. Yeah. <laughs> uh, McLevin, final results of the poll question. Are you less excited about baseball? 81% say yes. Yeah. Let me get it back first. Let's go around the room what we learned on the program. Back left, Todd. Sports Illustrated's Pat Forty. Surprised Mike Gundy still has his job at Oklahoma State after these years. McLovin, what did you learn? I just looked it up. That's my boy. It was eight years ago with Susan Sarandon. It feels like yesterday. Hmm. TV's Randall Morgan. What are you doing here? Uh, Seton O'Connor, what did you learn? Today? Dr. Anthony Fauci, very consistent in his messaging. Yeah, he is. He is. No, it was nice that I'm he... I'm not saying that is a bad thing. No, it was nice that he took time to come on the show. Definitely. But yeah. he's right straight through. He's like... Yeah. Yeah. I, I wondered about, you know, having a shorter season with these sports. Uh, I don't know. I voice my concerns, but uh, obviously uh, I'm not a doctor and not trying to play one on TV. Paulie, what did you learn today? 
You want to have a call with tonight? Dr. Fauci <laughs> just gave you the green light. Yeah, but I only get one. It's fine. He said seven drinks. I thought he was saying seven a night, and I'm going, oh, <laughs> he was talking about seven for the week. Uh, Fritzy, what did I learn? Well, we learned from you. The MLB commissioner supposedly already knows when baseball is going to start. Don't get caught up in all the language. Whether you're working from home, working on your fitness, you want to hear great music, Raycon wireless earbuds, the way to go. Get 15% off your Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash Patrick. That's buyraycon.com slash Patrick. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it again tomorrow. we got a shower of shame tomorrow. Talk to you then. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years have a plan and know the game be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget remember if you or a loved one has a gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.